Well, thanks for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Nailer Taliaferro. And on today's episode, I have none other than Caleb and Brittany Almond, and they are with Almond Landscapes. You guys probably all have heard of them. If not, they can. Uh, we're here to kind of dive really into um, the event that they put on and that they're going to continue putting on um, together in the trades, also talking about their, their own together in the trades, working together in their business and, and kind of give you a little bit of a bio there for those of you that haven't heard their story for one reason or another, right? We're getting new listeners all the time. So without further ado, here's Caleb and Brittany. How you guys got doing tonight? We're good. Good, man. Thanks for having us on and uh, we're happy to be here. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I, you know, I like, I like um, doing, you know, Squadcast or Zoom or whatever, because you know, even though we're not together, we, it kind of still feels a little bit like it. Like I can see your mannerisms, you can see mine, and it's almost still a little bit of different energy than if we're just on the phone, like kind of like blindly talking, you know? So uh, pl- plus the audio quality is much better than not everyone's phone is is, is the greatest uh, reception or whatever. So now it's clear, it's good. So um, I'm happy to see you guys again because it's been a while. I think Together in a Trace yeah. is the last time, right? Yeah, back in June. Yeah, back in June. Gosh, yeah, come up. You know, you've been able to pick up on somebody's body language or energy. I'm tired. I mean, we're doing this at night, and I had uh, I had a little late of a night last night. We went to a concert, uh, which we don't get out of the house much. We have three kids and three businesses and all that, and you know how it all goes. But uh, we went out with some friends last night to a, a concert, and we're out late and up early. And then I was Britt's got me doing like a thousand home home improvement projects every. <laughs> And so, like, I slaved on that all day today, and so I, I'm I'm a little tired, man. So bear with me, but I'm here, ready to go. So I'm, I'm pumped. Together in the trades. Together in the trades. Together in the trades. Did you guys go out together last night? Yeah, yeah. yeah we went. To, I'm not a big like Luke Bryan country music fan. I'm not. I love country music. I'm just not a big Luke Bryan fan. Uh, but he plays a farm tour thing near us. It's just out in the field. There's twenty thousand people. This thing was insane. It was just a big, just a big party. It was fun. We went out and had a good time. And we don't get out, like I said, without the kids much. So it was, it was a fun night. So it's uh, it's one of those things we we really suck at investing. And it was funny because we were, we hosted with the Fullertons a thing called Together in the Trades and the importance of like working on your relationship as much as you work on your business. And we and that's why we don't say that's why we have professionals in to talk about it because we can't give a lot of great examples of you know we always talk about what we're working on together, but. We don't do a great job at working on our own uh, time together, you know, so our, uh, time, last together, night was nice. our time together, not working, not like, working. That's we go fair. on like business trips and, you know, we work in the field together and we are literally together a lot, 18 hours of the day, a probably. Lot. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We somehow don't kill each other, but this week I think we might've come close. Like this week was a little rough. We need uh, a break every now and then. Full disclosure, this week was rough, but, uh, <laughs> And we can go into that whenever or whatever, but, uh, (laughs) man, it wasn't any fun actually. So, uh, that's how it goes. And, uh, we're on the mend here, I think. So, uh, (laughs) so the week, hopefully Monday's going to be better than last Monday. Last Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday were, were no fun. So, uh, we're, we're behind us and and going forward. Viewed things differently. And that's what working together is all about. I mean, a hundred percent. If we both thought the same thing all the time, our company would never grow. Like you, right? Yeah, we, we can't right. all right. We can't all be that. Like that's the thing. Like there are certain personality 
traits that a lot of people have in this world that think that we should all be the same. And that would be a crazy, boring world if that was the case. Like the, the whole point, it's a gift and a curse, right? Diversity is what humans are made of. Like we have to all have our own stuff, our own differences or whatever, so that we can achieve all these things and we can grow together and, and all this kind of stuff. Otherwise, who knows where we'd be if we just had a whole bunch of the same random people doing the same old thing, you know? So it's, it's, you, you dial that uh, down to a marriage, you know, or business partnership or both in your case, that's the exact same thing. If you both were, you know, if one of you was a yes man or woman, then you wouldn't really achieve as much success as you probably uh, are or can, because sometimes you need someone to give you a different perspective or a lot of times you need someone to give you that perspective. So I, yeah, but, that's a really good point. Yeah. But I think the key is, which, which I want you guys to start to go into, um, is when you're actually married, it's, it's can be tricky, right? Like I can have a CFO or a bookkeeper. That's not my wife tell me what to do. And it's a, I feel a whole lot different. <laughs> you follow me? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, yeah. There, yeah, there's days where that just doesn't fly well here, you know, at the house of like, we need to do this because of this. And it, this that's a two-way street, both both people barking. And, and a lot of it's how it's presented. It's it's usually, the delivery can make, or like any effective communication or communicator, like it's all in delivery, right? And the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, one of my favorite books of all time, is a, is a big thing on like how to present your case let's say for a big change or even reverting into something that's a uh kind of something we used to do that we got away from and how you present that and this go this is just a life skill period it doesn't matter in business marriage talking to your kids whatever like you've got to learn how to package your idea and present it in a way that's not going to be offensive obtrusive <laughs> obtuse you know, all, you know, whatever to the person you're trying to get to be on board with it. And hopefully they can still look at it with an objective mindset um, to analyze what you want to do and, you know, be fair in return. Right. But that doesn't always happen. So. But now that we've both read the book. I know when he's how to win friends and influencing me. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't get to do that. I know what you're doing here. Yeah. It's like, don't say <laughs> Carnegie. Don't give me that. You know? So it's like, I just, you know, you start out, you're like, Listen, I know you've had a hard week, but I need, you know, this, this, this. That's so you funny. That's kind of kind of this is a little bit of a stretch, but it reminds me of like when you're like trying to be on time and you, you know, switch your clocks back like, you know, uh, or, or ahead. I'm sorry. You, you switch it ahead so that you're like hopefully early or on time. But, yeah. but then eventually, you know that you're tricking yourself and you're like, no, I still really have five minutes. Uh, the clock's five <laughs> minutes fast. Right. It's like <laughs> back, back to my old ways. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. So that's that's funny. Um, so, but, but I think it's very interesting though, that, you know, you make good points and I think that's very a hundred, probably hundred percent relevant when it's like a friend, family, spouse and so on. But again, if you're just paying a CPA or a bookkeeper or all the above and they have 
nothing to do with you other than some business or some person, some company that you hired. Like they, they obviously they can't talk to you like garbage, but I mean, they can literally just, just come matter of fact and say, you're spending too much money or you really suck at this. Or, I mean, they could literally say that and you just be like, Oh geez, that's hard. But you're not going to like go cry about it. It's not going to ruin your day. And that might ruin your day. Cause you're like, man, I need to get my stuff together, but it, it's not personal as much, you know, like so as a spouse or even if it's a friend or another family, you know, some people's moms, like a lot of these younger guys uh, out there, their moms doing a lot of the bookkeeping and things for them and helping them out, like whatever that dynamic is, if they, it's just more personal, right? So it's kind of hard to digest that. And that's where the communication really does come into play, I think, um, where you have to make sure you're all on the same page and your timing. I remember hearing you say that before, Brittany, I think when you were up and together in trades, like timing. I think multiple people said that and in books and all that. So timing, and that's part of effective communication and how you say it. So it's, it's, it's never what you say, right? It's how you say it. That's how it is with everything in life. I mean, you, literally you can tell someone the sky is blue and if you say it the wrong way, it could, you know, you could totally mess that up and someone would just be really like in a bad mood, you know, like, what are you dumb? It's blue. You know, like, <laughs> like that's not, you know what I mean? That's totally different than like, Oh, well it's, yeah, it's, it's blue. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure why you're confused, but it's blue. Like, so there's just two you know, different ways to go about it. Right. So, um, but anyway, uh, I digress here. Let's, let's, uh, focus back on the trade uh, together in the trades. So how did that go? That, what, what is that event for anyone that has no idea? We kind of touched on it a little bit, but what, what, what's the origin story there? Um, well, it's, a summit for couples in business and how it started out was uh, at Brian Fullerton's entrepreneur live event in November of last year. There were a lot of women there or there are more than the previous year. And by a lot, I mean 30, <laughs> uh, but you know, usually you don't see women at these types. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. And so I thought, and I talked to a lot of them afterwards and they were all, you know, either considering leaving their job and working with their husband or just trying to understand their what their husband did at work, you know, those kind of stories. And I was talking to Liz and I was like, well, what if we hosted a conference for these women? Like we could all just get together and share experiences and, you know, maybe help each other out. And I didn't know if it would just be like a spa weekend or if it would actually be a conference. But once I started pulling people in and talking like who would, we were talking about who would speak. Um, one of my friends, Alicia, who did speak from Brex Enterprises, she was like, well, how can you have a conference for the women and not invite the men? Because there's probably something that they can learn too. And so then we ended up in Waco because that was a win for everyone. <laughs> right. And, but, you know, really it was A, to build a community for all these couples that work together because there's a lot of us, but there's not a lot of us. Mm. And um, it was just really nice to I think for a lot of women to talk to other people and just realize that my business is the same as yours. Like we're going through the same problem. My husband works until eight o'clock at night or, you know, he's been missing a baseball game or, you know, we're, we're going through really hard financial times or something like that. Like everyone who's been in a business together has hit that point. At some point you've, you've had cash flow problems, you know, you've had work schedule issues. There's always these hurdles that everyone goes through and finding the similarities between everyone, I think was really, it was good. I was very happy with the event. Hey 
Hey guys, it's Marty. Let me take a moment and tell you about the Ramp Rack. This is a pickup insert that eliminates the need to pull a trailer just to haul your equipment. It easily installs on any 1500 to 3500 pickup long or short bed, extending the usable space of your bed by two feet. The Ramp Rack's most popular model for landscapers is the PU200. It has rear window protection and a removable shelf for push mowers and gas cans. You're going to love this. The Ramp and Dovetail have a weight capacity of 2,000 pounds. Made in Maryland, it comes powder-coated and, of course, built to last for years. Here's what I'm asking you to do. Head over to therampwrack.com and, of course, save 10% with the promo code LCR. That's therampwrack.com, and of course, we'll throw the link in the show notes. LCR not only uses the Ramp Rack, but he gives it his highest endorsement. Hey guys, Mr. Producer, and I wanted to take a minute to talk to you about the LCR Media Podcast Merch Shop. If you're looking for a way to support the show and share it with others who might also enjoy it, then check out our LCR Media Podcast exclusive merchandise. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, even an insulated water bottle for when you need to take a sip of water. I think I'll leave that one right there. Anyway, just click on the link in the episode description to see the products. Make sure to tag us on Instagram at LCR Media if you do snag some swag. And we sincerely appreciate you listening to and supporting the show by picking up some gear. Thank you, my friends. Yeah, I, I think it went well, too. And, and one of the things that I noticed, there was like two major, um, I guess, parties or two major types of couples, maybe I should say, that were there. There was couples such as yourselves, whether whether they were married or they were dating or whatever, um, that were actually physically like working in the business or, you know, both had really integral parts other than not that like bookkeeping isn't, but I mean, like versus the, the traditional like, oh, I do I do the books or, you know, and that kind of stuff, like right. like actually a lot of work, you know, of two people or the complete opposite where there's like, yeah, I do some bookkeeping or I don't do anything. But, you know, I'm together in the trades and I feel like there was a lot of that kind of, oh, wow, I, I guess I am, you know, still like a part of this stuff. I am a part of his business. And and it reminded me, too, <clears throat> um, that I think you, that you said that this all started, Brittany, uh, part of this thinking was when Jason Creel and his wife were at the Hype House and um, Tracy, right? She she really didn't she she didn't like really get how she could help or how she was even connected to Jason's business. But I guess being around all of you, um, wives, you know, women that were there also, she, she just kind of realized, I guess from maybe osmosis or you guys, I don't know, you, maybe you can allude on some conversations that you maybe had. If you did have conversations that really spelled some things out on how she could still help and still be a part of the business, even though she's not physically doing any of the work or even she was, doesn't even do bookkeeping or any of that kind of stuff. So it's like, you know, but she still felt like she could be a part of the business. So maybe you can go into that a little bit. Yeah, so we um, we did talk, talk at the Hype House. And that was the first time I ever met her, and I think the first time she met a lot of us there. Mm -hmm. And um, she was really intrigued by what we all did in the businesses. And she's like, well, maybe I can help Jason post to Instagram more. Or, you know, he can send me photos from the field, and I can do that for him. And, you know, she was talking, like, on days that he's stressed out, she's like, maybe I can make sure the kids are, like, you know, homework's done and baths are done or the days that he works late. And so we were just kind of giving back, like she wanted to help him. 
she know she homeschools and they have I think four kids, three or four kids, mm. and so she's busy on her own, like to a whole different level. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, being around all of us and seeing how much she appreciated his business, and she still wanted to help. Her day's packed. She's homeschooling four children. She's providing education for them, but she still wants to help. And I think being at the hype house, she realized that she's not in the business, but all of Jason's problems and, you know, whatever goes on during the day, that still comes home. And that's something that his kids have to see. His wife has to see good days and bad days and, you know, finding ways to get through those. I, you know, I, it was good for her, I think. And that was one of my taglines, I think, for this whole thing was like, even if you don't think you run the business together, you run the business together because you're having a bad day that comes home and stresses you out and affects how the family, you know, how you interact with the family. And, or, you know, things are good or things are bad. Generally, things are bad is where it really, or, you know, something bad is that, you know, you get a crabby client or, uh, you know, somebody not paying the bills, you know, whatever the heck is going on. And a repair bill is bigger than you anticipated, just whatever the case is, like that stress comes home to the family. And, and, uh, you know, on top, you know, that entity being stressed on top of like, you know, home and personal bills, then, you know, let's say, you know, being a stressor. So like you run the business together, whether you know it or not. And so trying to recognize that and understand, you know, whoever, um, I think we had a couple of people there that the, the wives had companies and the husband did not. And so that was, you know, we had demographic or yeah, I guess demographics going both ways on that too. So it was like trying to get the spouse or partner or whatever to empathize and understand what was going, what's going through this crazy business owner's head. And that was a a big charge of ours to try to, you know, you can't fix the world in one conference. Right. But so we we're doing this, you know, who knows in perpetuity for how long, who knows, but the goal is to build this community of people that run businesses essentially that, that have partners and spouses that we're, you know, that we can all kind of, link arms and, and try to get through this freaking thing and, and everybody be happy and run better businesses and, and better lives. So that's kind of like, that's the goal of the whole thing. Another part of it was, you know, we, we have friends at home, but not many of them run a business. You know, how many couples that you guys hang out with actually run a business and understand right. how stressful it is. Yeah. And so, you know, one reason we hang out or we like hang out with Brian and Liz so much is like, we understand talking business and it's just something we have in common. And so I wanted to make that for people too. And, you know, people drove down from Dallas together for it. And so they created those friendships and some of them are meeting at GIE and sharing hotel rooms. So nice. It, yeah, you're building like a networking community event yeah. too. That was really it's awesome. Just, you know, couples who run business together now have friends with <laughs> right. couples. Yeah. So it needs to be part of that. We're really, really pleased to be part of that. Yeah, I felt like there was a lot of Tracys there for sure, though, like back to our original point that that they were just kind of not really understanding where they even were in, in, in that group. And I, I met a couple of folks that, you know, like that are, came out to me. I was like, hey, you know, nice to meet you or, or whatever. And, um, you know, they, their wife, their wife their wives were that situation. They were just like, they are kind of like not tagging along, but they like, they were like, can you come with me to this event and type deal? And and they're like, I don't really know what the purpose is of me coming. I'm not really working with you and all that. And, um, you know, but, but like you said, Caleb, you know, like it, it, it affects everything, whether you're actually working on the business or in the business, you're still a part of the business in some way. Um, because, 
the business person is the business owner still has to come home and interact with you. And somehow, some way there's going to be some, some uh, leakage, you know, some, some bleed over yeah. of all that stuff. So the, the more you recognize that, what's that? Collateral damage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So that, so, so, uh, what, what are some takeaways that you got or some things that you heard from some of the guests that maybe you'll implement for, uh, for the next one? Oh man. Um, I mean the, the easy, the easy giant, the easy one, the giant bullseye. And just like we started a conversation off with is communication and like learning to communicate more effectively. And that's like the number one thing you want to fix the, the, again, it's just the, it's the, it's a bullseye on the wall. That's six foot in diameter. I mean, you can't miss it just by realizing you need to become a better communicator. And I don't care what level of communicator skill status you're at. Like, you can be better and I can be better. Every, everyone can be better. I'm saying you, no, I'm not pointing at you. Right. Right. I'm just, we all need to be better. <laughs> Absolutely. And so like, that's, you know, so that's the big easy takeaway. But the other one um, that I thought was interesting, I had it right when you asked the question now, now it's escaping me, but um, Another big Mine one, was, well, taking, let me, let me finish no, up real quick, was taking time. time. You don't oh, think you there have. you go. So. That was big. Yeah, what AJ, um, AJ Brenzel was saying was like, everybody brags about how much they work, but nobody, yeah. or was that Everybody brags it about was. how much they work, nobody brags about how much time they spend with their family. And it's yeah. like, that needs to change. Like, that hit me hard. That was cool. Like, AJ had a great, great presentation on that. And like, that's, that's hard hitting stuff of like, some pretty hard realizations. You know, you don't. You're not on your deathbed wishing you worked more instead of spending time with your family, right? Like, geez, I wish I'd work more instead of spend more time with my family. Like, nobody says that, right? So everyone says that you. I don't have the time. Like, I don't have the time to go to his baseball game, and I don't have the time, you know, to go to the family reunion. Yeah, that baseball game is probably the biggest thing that's happening in your kid's entire week. Yeah. It's, right. It's, yeah, but that's all they've got to worry about, right? So they don't understand that you've got this empire you're built. <laughs> falling apart and like it is it is tough to juggle all that i mean we get it i totally get it like we were saying like for mom or dad to not be able for mom or dad not be able to be at the take an hour and go to the game and then go back to work and it's and that's easy to say harder to implement i get so we we spout this crap out there like i get it folks it is murder trying to, to juggle all this or even break away from a site for an hour or two or yeah, and it's it's tough, and I think the big thing you've got to try to do is just you know in those cases where it's like, look, the next two weeks or three weeks or July or whatever is going to suck. It's going to be horrible. You're going to see me about ten minutes a day, but I I'm I be careful swearing or promising anything. But it's like August, we're going to take a lot of family time to make up for it, and you know, and so that's a big thing with us right now. We're going pretty hard here for the past month. Actually, no going well we have been going pretty hard here but coming up we got a lot of traveling to do and it's going to be kids october is going to be a really busy month but november we're going to take a couple weekends and and go to uh, this resort lodge thing we like to do and like we're going to take a lot of special time to make up for it and so they understand because the kids especially with having kids or even your spouse like if you don't um, you, they won't, if you take all this time away from family or that's that spouse or partner or whatever, they're going to resent the business. They'll hate that freaking company of yours so fast because it's taking all your attention. And I, I know this firsthand 
for and through many experiences of other people I've watched their companies destroy their freaking marriages and relationships with their families, their kids, their wives, all that stuff. So it's like, it's really critical that you do your darndest to not let the company destroy the foundation. That was, that was like the pillar of that, no pun intended, little Freudian slip there, but of Brian Fullerton's presentation where Brian and Liz's was like the foundation of your marriage is critical to like the company sitting on top of it. And like, um, that's a, that's a big deal. You got to have that foundation solid. And that comes back to communicating of like, look, <laughs> July is going to suck. You're not going to see me for like maybe at breakfast and that's it for the rest of the, July, but August is going to be better. So help me God. And you sure better come through and figure that out. <laughs> but that, that's the, that's my, I mean, there's, there were so many takeaways from this thing. It was nuts. It's like drinking from a fire hose kind of thing. All this situation. You got to pick like two or three things or like, or one even that you're going to execute on. Like, all right, that was a lot to take in over the week, but, or over the weekend of the event. But like the big thing we're going to work on going home is we're going to schedule, you know, three, you know, three days a month or whatever. We don't do any work at all or whatever, or we're going to do our best to respect Sabbath going forward or just whatever the heck you set as a goal. Um, and that was, I would like, that, I got, I got goal. so much out of this, like I said, cause I'm, I shouldn't be a presenter. I shouldn't be a, sitting in the audience. But so. set that goal as a family, you know, like right. if I'm working all this week and through the weekend, what's something we could do next week that the family wants to go do or, you know, honey, I'm going to be in the field for the next two weeks because we have a crazy deadline. Do you want to do a weekend away somewhere or just a night at a fancy hotel downtown or something like that? And just make their, it doesn't always have to be something. Maybe it's just going to the park, but there always has to be something to look forward to. Yeah, I, I agree. And I was just about to try and look it up on my phone, but I don't want to get distracted. But have you guys heard of 18 Summers? Uh, I think there's a podcast and a book. Uh, you should you should look that up because it's really relevant for you guys. I kind of feel like it's a little bit too late for me because um, my kids are almost all grown up. But 18 mm-hmm. Summers is the premise on you have 18 summers with each child, right? Like based on like the old school. F- yeah, it's sad when you think about it. But if you think about it, like in, an, in a traditional old school way, like when they're 18, they're an adult and they can technically do whatever they want. Now, you know, usually in today's day and age, you're, you know, you're more trying to kick your kids out than they're trying to kick themselves out. Right. They're like 20 something and they're living in your basement or they're still <laughs> at home or whatever. You know what I mean? There's tons of stories. But, you know, the, bo- the, bo- <laughs> the bottom line is you have 18 good years. I mean, there's a lot of things where that applies. Right there. They graduate high school. Like, you know, they go away to college. Even if they're not like trying to be on their own, they still might go to college. So just by default, they're leaving the house unless they go to a community college and stay home. But whatever, there's just a, a, that's just a general theme. The whole 18 summers thing where you have 18 summers, 18 years to really make it count. And I, I don't know how I stumbled upon this. It was some other podcast, but they have a podcast and he wrote a book. And I would just suggest you guys take a look at that, look into that. And, and anyone listening to this episode, you know, with kids, young kids or any kids, but I mean, you know, my son's 16, so I only got two summers left with that, but my daughter is about to be 20. So that's already, that ship has sailed, but <laughs> it doesn't mean I, you know, you still don't, you know, obviously spend time and pay right. attention to your kids, but I'm just saying the whole premise is it, they really, 
he really dials it in and helps you focus everything that you're saying right now when it comes to your kids and how to spend time with your kids and, you know, not work your life away. And, you know, you're building a business, don't stop, but, you know, make sure you do this. You know, it's just really articulate the way. So I listened to the audio book like immediately, you know, I've been listening to some of the podcasts. I heard the original story on a different podcast. So very, very good, uh, uh, stuff there for, for those of you with, with kids or want to have kids, you know? Um, so yeah. just that's yeah, hard to set the groundwork. Yeah. To learn. Yeah. And that's, that's a great point. Like, even if you don't have kids, like it's like anything you can plan and Im- implant all this knowledge and concepts into your head. Right. Of like, right. I only have, well, I say in 18 summers, that's being generous. I bet you 16 is really the real number. <laughs> and then maybe, you know what I mean? Like I, I bet you it's even less than that. And, I'm doing the darnest I can with my daughter is seven and a seven, five and three year old. And it's like, I don't know where that time has gone. And then, you know what I mean? And so it's like, Holy cow. So I'm do I am doing the best I can to, to absorb all this, you know, awesome time that we have, um, you know, with the kids, but gosh, you know, you, you got a crabby client or you haven't spent enough time with your wife, which we're definitely guilty of if anything suffers. It's, it's us spending personal time together. Well, there is more to come on this two-part episode featuring Naylor's interview with Caleb and Brittany Allman. You can connect with the Almonds over at Almond Landscape LLC on Instagram or the hardscapeacademy.com. And don't forget to listen to them on their show, The Kid Contractor Podcast. Hi, I'm Mr. Producer. Here wrapping up today's program since the Taliaferros are off celebrating their 20th anniversary. Way to go, Gabrielle and Naylor. When the rookie returns, he's going to have plenty of GIE episodes for you, but he wanted to put a spotlight on marriage this week, even as he's away investing in his. Special thanks to Toro for their sponsorship, and please come back Thursday for the conclusion of the interview right here on the LCR Media Podcast. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.